the third pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. I don't know what the hell you would hire Kevin Stefanski for. I'm sorry. I don't know. Back to pass. Watch going towards the end zone. And it's caught by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Touchdown! For the first time in 18 years, the Cleveland Browns are going to the playoffs. Here lies the Cleveland Browns 2021 season, August 2021 to December 2021. It wasn't a really exciting season. Actually, it was incredibly boring, and we learned absolutely nothing about this team. But, alas, it was a season, and it is our team. And they will be missed, sort of. Welcome in to a funeral edition of Nothing Rhymes with Orange. Um, it's going to be a fun episode today, boys. I'm joined by always by Corey Kennan, and uh, uh, Aaron Van Auken is with us again tonight. Um, we're all wearing black. Just kidding. No, we're not. Way to go, Aaron. Missed the memo. <laughs> but yeah, this is going to be a, it's going to be a fun episode today, boys. Um, it's uh, that game was tough. Tough to watch. Gave you a little bit of hope there in the fourth quarter. And then uh, the Derek Carr just made the plays when he had to. And honestly, just sucked, dude. Sucks. Sucks losing a game to a kicker. Yeah. Kickers aren't real, man. They're the birds of the NFL. They're not real. But that crazy stat we talked about last week, Derek Carr adds another fourth quarter comeback to that tally. Fucker. Yeah, yeah. No, I was actually thinking they brought that up during the broadcast. And I was like, God damn it. He has the most of any quarterback from 2014 to today. Of yeah. any quarterback in the league. Yeah, I believe we had that first here, our tremendous stats department. But I'm yeah, sure definitely got it for me. <laughs> it's, you know, dude, I mean, I don't want to like sit here and like be the guy who yells about the team because honestly like was that even a team like i mean what were we expecting right yeah like let's be real about it those the defense for the most part played their hearts out i mean the offense looked aside from the ridiculous drops we had i mean the offense looked somewhat functional through the air the most it's looked functional through the air i think we've seen in a while (laughs) since the Bengals game i mean you, you still couldn't run the ball effectively but i mean there's it just it just stinks, man, because you're literally just, I don't know, four to five players don't end up on that COVID list. You win that game. Yeah. Like you're just that you were that close. And honestly, it would have been like an awesome story to sit here and be like, wow, the, through all of that, through all these, through the 20 COVID cases, however many they had and your practice squad quarterback coming in and doing just enough to beat the Raiders and keeping your playoff hopes alive. It would have been so cool, but that's not where we're at. And uh, it sucks. Now we're talking about you got to win out, beat the Packers on a short week, and beat the Bengals, beat the Steelers to even have a hope. So that's great. Yeah, I'm that's glad great. you brought that up because it, it's not dead. The playoffs aren't. <laughs> it's not, not over. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> we're on life support, but I mean, we're, we can. We just have you. We just know we got to beat the best team we've played all year, probably other than the Chiefs. You know, it's it's uh you got to go toe to toe with probably the 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 favorite to win the MVP this year and Aaron Rodgers, but you know, it, it could be worse. It could definitely be worse. If we don't get any of these COVID guys back, then you're really just like, we're yeah. just in the coffin, like on the way to the hole in the ground, never to be seen again. Yeah. It already kind of feels like that. Already kind of feels like that. Oh, I, I love mean, your positivity, would, dude. I mean, if it would have been one thing if the, you know, playing on Saturday, two weeks in a row, that's a full week. Cool. We got some guys back. You still took the L and now you got to play the Packers, the best team in the NFC on a short week. So I I don't love it. I don't love it. Don't love our chances against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it, it is the game we have to have. Um, Aaron, give us our stat of the week, man. Stat of the week. We need a little theme song for this. We'll come into it at some point, but uh, all right. Stat of the week this week, the AFC will head into week 16, which by the way, not all these games have been played as of the recording of this episode, but it's already solidified that the AFC will head into next week without any of its team clinching a playoff spot. Nobody in the AFC 
has clinched a playoff spot after this weekend. So there's only three, there's only three weeks left. Nobody's clinched a playoff spot. The only team, there's only one team in the AFC that's a 10 win team. And that's the chiefs. Now, obviously like there's plenty of teams that are going, I mean, everybody knows that some teams are going to make the playoffs make sense, but, um, and there's maybe like three or four that are, have a really, really good shot, but um, nobody's clinched, which is, seems pretty late to me. Very late. It's fascinating. And yet things still very, feel very uh, gloom <laughs> gloomy. You are very gloomy. You just took a walk. You got some fresh air and you're going to come yeah, in with true. this sourpuss attitude. Hey, the Browns are seven and seven, 15 weeks in the season. I don't know what you, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> That's tough, dude. But I mean, ah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, nothing like watching, uh, you know, freaking MJ Stewart getting absolutely shellacked for <laughs> for three hours and just having to come out here and just try to find something positive to take away from this game but there are some positives I mean let's talk about our guy Nick Mullins you know I ride with Nick you big I Nick Nick the new big <laughs> Nick Nick as you say uh I mean dude he did what he had to do I'm not saying he's I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh he's better than Baker Mayfield but I mean like what more could you have asked from a practice squad third stringer? Like, I mean, the dude made the throws he had to make. He had, he was not getting helped at, at, at all by his receivers. I think he had what, four or five drops. Um, I mean, but he did, he, and another thing, I, you know, I put this out there. He's done something that Baker Mayfield hasn't done this year. And that's bring your team back late in the game for a go ahead score. Um, so he does, he can't hang that on his mantle. Um, I'm sure that'll get the Browns fans riled up, but I mean, what say, talk a little bit about Nick Mullins. what do you think of him? Uh, I, I think, uh, Case Keenum firmly lost his job heading into next season. At the very least, you have a guy who has proven that he can spot start and he can do it at a, at a, at a, at a winnable level. I don't think what we saw from Nick Mullins is like, Oh my God, this guy's going to take Baker Mayfield's job right now. Or this guy's going to be a long-term starter in this league, or he's going to start even another game. Uh, but I was impressed with what I saw. And I think what we're learning from this offense in areas where Nick Mullins found success that maybe Baker Mayfield has struggled to find success is this offense is more predicated from getting your eyes in the right spot than it is anything else. So does Baker Mayfield have better tools? Does Baker Mayfield have an absolute rocket launcher for an arm? Yeah. Does Baker Mayfield, uh, extend plays well sure but i don't i can't we've talked about a lot we can't trust baker mayfield to know that we know his eyes are going to be in the right spot and this causes him to be late on throws this causes him to straight up miss throws um so while nick mullins didn't wow i mean he, he was effective at moving the ball because he could get his eyes to the right spot which is something that just baker has very much so struggled to do this year uh, yeah, he has. The entire offense has kind of failed to be what, you know, we see every week in one of those offenses that just goes down the field and either gets in field goal range or gets a score when they need to get a score. Like the Browns just have not done it like once this entire season. And it's just, it was kind of, it was refreshing, you know, you know, you're sitting there most of the, most weeks, you know, the Browns are down by a touchdown. Um, you know, you just, you almost pack it in because this team is just cannot come from behind at all, but you know, they did tonight and it just, the offense, I'm not going to say that they, you know, they kind of ruined it, but the, I mean, they did get the ball to try to put them away. Um, they ran it three times. I don't know what, you, I mean, it is what it is. I guess if, if they throw it and, you know, Mullins doesn't complete it, then you'd be like, why didn't you just give the ball to your best player, Nick Chubb? Like it's a double-edged sword, I guess with that. So you could go back and forth with that. But I mean, the, the offense made the plays when they had to make the plays and they went down and scored and it was like, it was refreshing as hell. Yeah. Your playmakers made plays. So again, as a wise man, me always says, okay, let's give myself too much credit. Good things happen when you get the ball in 85's hands. They got the ball in 85's hands quite a bit. If you would have come down with that catch in the back of the end zone, dude, that would have been that was nice. nasty. It would have been nasty. Um, but it was a good game from Nick Chubb. They got the ground game going. Um, honestly, kind of shocking it got going. Um, because but again, if as long Nick Mullins was was making first and second down throws. So if you can make those first and second down throws, it opens up run lanes, makes it easier to run. 
so it is what it is at this point. I mean, again, he's not taking Baker Mayfield's job. He's not going to be a long-term starter in this league. Will he be the backup in Cleveland next year? I would like to see that. I mean, he just came in and went, like he threw the ball over 30 times and, and, and did so at a decent level. I mean, he's not going to torch you deep down the field, but again, he's getting his eyes in the right spot. He's giving his guys chances to make plays. Um, his stats would look a lot better if Donovan Peoples-Jones could have caught that one in the first quarter down the sideline that got punched out and uh, made a few more catches. But I mean, it, 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 I don't know how much more we can talk about the quarterback position. I think they're just going to end up running it back again next year. It's not going to be pretty, but it just kind of is going to be what it is. Um, but I, I mean, if you look at today's game, there's, there's just no way you can come back on the quarterback play and be like, we lost because of this. No, no way. Um, he did exactly what he needed us to do, especially with what was being asked of him on that timeline, you know, with that uncertainty and with the playmates, playmakers missing around him. Um, I was really impressed with him. Uh, but, you know, as far as Donovan Peoples Jones go, you're giving him a hard time. You were texting me earlier. Um, he came back, and, you know, he made some really crucial plays um, down the stretch, especially on that go ahead score. Um, I know you don't think he's number one, but like, were you kind of, did he kind of change your mind a little bit? Like, is there still, I mean, the Browns are in a bad spot that they basically lose one receiver and they were relying on a six round uh, second year rookie or not rookie, but you know, a second year player. So like, but I mean, the dude, I think the dude has some potential. Yeah. I mean, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. I think, I don't know if he's ever going to be a guy that's going to be your wide receiver one though, that you can can count, can count on to get open at a high level, to separate at a high level and just be that overall consistent threat. I think he's going to be a very solid wide receiver too, a very solid second option for this team. I don't think they, I don't think the Browns can do anything else other than go wide receiver in round one, unless we're talking about those, those three guys that we always talk about, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks, unless they're all off the board somehow by the, by the Browns pick. I just don't see how they do anything other than go wide receiver. I mean, yeah, we're, we got plenty of time to talk about that, especially if we lose to the Packers on Saturday, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that there's really, except for maybe, you know, another edge across from miles, you know, there's not really that crazy need other than receiver. Like you can't, run it that's something you said we're gonna run it back with quarterback which you know when you pick up someone's fifth year option that's good like he was always going to be here whether you bring in someone else that's not nick mullins um to kind of either push him or challenge him that's a different story i guess but you got to bring something else in at receiver because it's it's one thing if you're tom brady and you lose your top three receivers uh like he did or not his, his top two receivers like he did last night and you know you're kind of like okay, who's he really throwing to? Okay, he's Tom Brady. He can still make it work. Like, you can't expect to lose, you know, have or have this kind of production from your receiver room with someone like Baker Mayfield. Like, it's just not going to – it's not going to be an effective offense. It's going to be the offense that we've been watching the last three months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just don't have anybody who can separate. Like, I think Donovan does a good job along the boundary and down the field. But there's nobody on that team who – who can get open against one-on-one coverage against man coverage. You just need that. Jarvis isn't that guy. Jarvis has never been that guy. DPJ is, is good at what he does, but that's not his game. Schwartz is going to be a niche deep role, deep ball guy. Like they, they don't have that consistent guy that you can count on to get open and it's killing them. So, Oh boy. There's a lot of holes on this offense. Shorts I mean, I guess there's really not. He didn't even play that much. No, he didn't even get a look. No, he got it. Demetric Felton, you know, we thought we had this six round steal again and he, the one pass he got thrown, he dropped. It's just, it's got a, I think we both agree and joke needs to be resigned and there's got to be a, some other turnover on the offensive side of the ball, especially a receiver. Um, some things to figure out there for sure. And plenty of time to talk about it. Um, but you know, we still, we gotta, we gotta stay grounded. Okay. We gotta stay grounded. We still got a chance. There's still a chance. You're telling Aaron, me what are, chance. what are our chances to make playoffs? Well, uh, it's not looking good. I'll put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> um, currently as everything sits before you play any games right now, you're at about 21% chance to make the playoffs. So there's a lot of factors that come into this. 
Um, this is via New York Times, kind of their little calculator. So um, essentially, you got three games left, Packers, um, Steelers, and Bengals. First two are road games. Bengals is home game. If the Browns beat the Packers, or excuse me, if they lose to the Packers, which, you know, you can say what you will about it, but if they lose the Packers but beat the Steelers and the Bengals, they have a 40% chance to make the playoffs. If they beat all three of those teams, it goes up to a 97% chance to make the playoffs. So if you win out, you're in the playoffs, right? Because two of those teams are divisional opponents, which helps you division-wise and record-wise. But realistically, it's it's more of a numbers game on an overall record. So like I said, if you lose to the Packers but beat the other two, that drops from 97 to 40%. If you somehow pull a rabbit out of a hat, beat the Packers, but you lose to the Steelers and then come back and beat the Bengals, you're only at a 13% chance of making the playoffs. And if your one loss out of those three games is at the Bengals versus the Bengals, it's down to like a 6% chance. So again, even losing one game drops your odds, you know, by over half, but those two divisional games still really matter um, because that helps you within your division because the division is insanely close. You know what that stat just did for me, Corey? This what? one, I think I'm out. Watch your back in. <laughs> just dangle it in front of you like that guy in the Geico commercial with a dollar and a fishing pole. Just like, whoa, here it is. Dude, that's a high. Corey, I fucking hate that this is team, a, man. That is a Ugh. high percentage, though, if you went out. It is. I mean, it is. It is the Packers. It is Aaron Rodgers. Uh. But, I mean, 98%. I mean, you, come on. I thought we were going to be talking about, like, yeah, you know, um, uh, freaking Joe Burrow has to die again. The Big Ben has to retire unexpectedly. You know, the the Colts have to. Uh, Big Ben retiring, um, like, quickly would might actually help the Steelers' chances of winning games. You know, that should be a number that is measured. What's the percentage chance of the Steelers making the playoffs if Big Ben were to retire versus not retire? Fascinating numbers. We'll, we'll get the stats on that. But, uh, yeah, man, that's – uh, yeah, Ooh. could be a fun Thursday episode. It's going to be literally like life or death. That's how I'm treating it. Well, that's what, that's the thing is that like, it puts so much weight on that Packers game. Because again, if you, even if you beat the Packers, like I was saying, but you lose to the Steelers or the Bengals, your, your, your chances go so far down, but that Packers one is the one that really cuts it in half. And that's, you know, it makes sense because they're good. You just got to have that win, honestly, to stack up with everybody else's um, record. And honestly, that's probably the hardest game we have left. So, I mean, I feel like if you could somehow get through that, you got – it's almost like – if, dude, if we win on Saturday, bro, I'm going to be absolutely – like <laughs> nobody's going to be able to talk to me. <laughs> I'm going to be jacked up. But, yeah, that's uh, – we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to the Packers preview on Thursday. Hopefully, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers – has a has a rough outing with his family over the Christmas uh, over the holiday. Um, maybe gets into spout a, a spout or two with a crazy uncle um, over the COVID vaccine or something like that. You know, get his mentals thrown off a little bit. We need uh we need him we need him in disarray come Saturday. So, uh, but yeah, dude, I like I, I don't know. We did just There's one thing that gives me hope. It's the defense is playing at a high level. It is. <laughs> Let's talk about the defense, dude. Let's talk about them because they played great. Yeah with absolutely nobody out there i gotta say before we start that i feel so bad for tack mckinley man that dude has had it real hard up to this point was finally playing well chance to get another like a a decent contract and then just looked like he blew his achilles out yeah he uh he was left the field on the cart was obviously pretty distraught not looking good for him i don't his season is probably over um, unfortunately. So all the more importance on getting Clowney back, maybe an Olivier Vernon signing on the horizon. Uh, apparently he's still pretty far away too. Apparently he's still pretty far away. So I don't know about that either. We're just probably going to get a lot of Odie Joe Jackson, <laughs> maybe some Joe Jackson, Port Augustine, probably a lot of just Odie Ingbo, Odie Ingbo if he's back off the why don't you try that one more Back time? Odangbo. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, but aside from that piss for piss poor effort 
um, on Foss Moreau when, you know, there were like three Browns in the area and they all just kind of gave him like a little shove thinking that he'd just go out of bounds. Um, and he ended up probably getting another five yards and helping the Raiders get into that field goal range. The defense gave you another great outing. They did everything they could essentially um, with people like, you know, like I said, MJ Stewart back there and freaking Javante Moffitt, um, you know, JOK. I mean, the dude's a beast. He's going to be a star on this defense. Um you know, people like you got people like Joe Jackson making plays like the, I mean, they showed out like I think the whole Joe Woods thing is getting put to bed because what he's been able to do yeah, the last couple anywhere. weeks, like it's it's, it's impressive. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Um, he's in his bag right now. He's big time in his bag right now. So we'll see what he has for Rogers. Uh, that's going to be a test. But again, man. For what the, they put on the field. I thought they, they had a pretty good product. You had no starter. I mean, you got John Johnson back, but for the most part, you had to play Richard the count. You had to play MJ Stewart. You had to play dudes back there. Jafonte Moffitt. Like these are guys that you would never put on the field unless it was absolutely necessary. And it was absolutely necessary. Like, no, they got a, I'm couple a big turnovers. fan of this defense. Now you just got to hope that, I mean, five days and now miles is limping too. So now you got to hope that your best player, the best pass rusher in the freaking universe right now, can heal up in five days and get back on the field. That's not fun to talk about either. Uh, no, it's not. Let's just hope that he's okay. You know, he came back out on the field. He said after the game that they would literally have to amputate his leg for him to not finish it. So I love that for him. I love that for us. I think he, it's Miles, man. I think that he'll play through it. Uh, but while we're talking about Miles, dude, I feel like everybody and their mother has 15 sacks right now. Like the dude didn't get a sack tonight. Um, I think he only had like two or three pressures. I mean, the, this once defensive player of the year, we thought he was running away with it. It's now definitely – it's a race again. So he's going to have to go off, King, for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he got a, he got credit for a half sack on that um, forced fumble. The JOK and him. He, so he got oh, a half okay. sack. He's at 15 and a half. But you're right. TJ Watts come out of nowhere and he's stacked up sacks pretty quickly. So it's going to be going to be a race to the finish for that. Um, Man. It was just I fly just under the radar that he plays, you know, Miles plays with, you know, uh, Tack McKinley for a half and then Joe Jackson and Porter Gustin and TJ Watt gets to play with freaking Hayward, who's, you know, a Hall of Famer. Uh, High Smith, you know, he's got people like Bud Dupree who have been through there. Just, you know, great pass rusher after a great pass rusher and probably has to has a lot more to work with than Miles, but you know, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Miles gets double teamed at a really high rate, very high rate. Um, and again, we're just talking about sacks. That's 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 a statistic, and that's gonna win awards, but like th- there's just no competition between what Miles puts on tape compared to anybody else that dude's a freaking freak man like that dude just does things that should be humanly possible um and i just hope so, he has the chance to show it against the packers so yeah is the percentage higher um of us making the playoffs if we went out 98 percent, or the percentage of plays miles is held on which is higher Ooh, went out yeah that's a yeah. high percentage. Yeah. I don't think Miles gets held 97% of the plates. I think there's like a 30% chunk, 25% chunk where it's like, okay, this dude's getting blatantly held. <laughs> but I was, I was joking with my friends yesterday. It was like, he had, Miles didn't even play today and he was held seven times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh he's got some work to do. He's got to, and we're going to need him to, uh, to wreck that game because if we are rolling out with anybody, but our starting secondary, Aaron Rodgers might just put a stamp on his MVP season on us uh, come Saturday. It is not going to be a Merry Christmas for Browns fans. Uh, see what I did there, but yeah. That was nice. I like that. That was Thanks, nice. Man. Thanks. I tried, I tried really hard over here. But uh, let's, uh, before we move on a little bit, we'll throw some, uh, some shout-outs to some of our better players making the Pro Bowl. We got five dudes, uh, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, um, Wyatt Teller, Joel Petonio and Denzel Ward um, kind of sounds right to me. Is there, if you could give one more player than nod for the pro bowl, Corey, who would it be? 
one more. Man, that sounds good. I mean, I think they nailed it that year, this year. Yeah, I was kind of uh, thinking, I was like, I don't think there's anyone that, like, got snubbed, award, obviously. Denzel but... Ward as a reserve doesn't make sense to me. I mean, he's been freaking phenomenal. But, I mean, he got the nod. Uh, man, I don't even – J.O.K.? Yeah, that was really yeah. the only one I could think of. I think so. I think that's the only other guy that, like, would scratch the surface. It's like, oh, that guy could be a pro bowler this year. Um, I mean, we've seen flashes from guys like Malik McDowell, but he hasn't played consistently enough to be a pro bowler. Things like that. But I would say JOK would be that guy then. OBJ has three touchdowns his last three games. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> He's tweeting out his freaking hype video like 20 minutes before yeah. our game. No, he tweeted out during the game. It's like his like comeback. I'm just like, bro, can you can you just let us have a night of feast, please? <sighs> Sucks. Yeah, but yeah. It does. All right. Well, before we get into uh, the thing that everybody loves to talk about, Survivor Beck. I believe Aaron has a trivia question for us. I do have a trivia question and it's uh, the answer is going to make you sad, but that's okay. So which player is third among currently rostered players in all time passing yards for the Browns? So all the Browns players. You say that like, say that question like I'm five. Yes. So of all of the players on the Browns current roster, there are, who is the guy third on that list for all-time passing yards as a Brown? Like, I mean, obviously, like, Baker Mayfield's number one. He's the quarterback. He's got, you know, plenty it's of Case yards, Keenum. right? So he's first. So who's the – there's one guy who's second, and then I'm asking you who is third on the current roster all-time passing yards. It's Case Keenum. Jarvis Landry. The answer is Jarvis Landry. Oh, he, let's go! Which, which is wild Nick because Nick actually – to have passed him today. Well, none of his passing yards are from this year, so that's. Oh, know, it's like career totals. Career totals. So, oh, I was thinking as like franchise in a Browns Well, that's just the total number of yards in franchise history. Mm. And the wild thing is, he's 60th all time for all Browns ever. Shut the fuck up! Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that sad? Okay, so he's five of six for 137 yards and one touchdown, which is higher, incidentally, on that list all time than Terrell Pryor, which I know he mostly played receiver as a Brown. Um, but yeah, he's uh Jarvis is 60th, Baker's fourth, which is you know encouraging, but um, uh, and then I think Case Keenum is like somewhere in the 30s. But um, Wait. yeah, Jarvis is higher than a lot of quarterbacks that have played. So he's got a how many passing yards? He, uh, 137. So Nick Mullins did pass him today, yes. So Nick Mullins guess, is third now, yes. So I was right, okay. Well, I, think I will take this. that. With you also said Case Keenum, I thought. No, I said it's not Case Keenum. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Failed Case Keenum's only started one like only started one game and played a few. Yeah, I should have I should have said I, I should have qualified it at the beginning and said as of uh, four PM. Hey, you know what, Aaron? It's your first time, dude. You know, these things happen. We're still this is like our fiftieth episode and we're still okay. fucking this up daily. So <laughs> we'll give you another shot. <laughs> So, yeah, Aaron, watch the tape and uh, come back to us on that. But let's get into what everybody wants to talk about, what everybody always wants to talk about, and that is the survivor bet. And there's not much to really talk about, unfortunately. We both want our games. Uh, it's still locked locked up. You still got a, a one-game leak, Corey. So, you're, you know, we're coming down, coming down the stretch. I've only got so many games to, to – I got to start taking some risks, man. Gonna start uh, living life. A little, I think you gotta start being it. safe. If you take I, risks, you're only like, why do you need to take risks? You need to make sure you're winning games. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but I don't know, man. I feel like when you're down, you gotta you gotta make bold moves, not conservative moves. That's At least fair. that's that's every gambling movie I've ever watched. That's the way it goes. But you know, I'll look it over. I'll talk to the. I'll talk to uh to my to my guy, my bookie, see where see where we're at this week. But yeah, the 49ers beat the Falcons. Um, it wasn't all that close. Um, 49ers making a push. So um, and who else making a push is your pick, the Dolphins. Good lord. Tua just making people the people the good citizens of Miami when they're not absolutely coked out of their minds, completely forget about the name Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's a, a lot of times that uh, he looked like dog shit in that game too. He threw some a couple bad picks in that game, but uh, 
Yeah, do you have like um, do you have one or two pick six? <laughs> he threw two picks for sure. I think one was a pick um, six. I you need to follow this account on Twitter. It's called the Tone Setters. It's a I know a bunch of the people that that write for it. It's a like a parody blog where they just make up parody stories about the NFL and they like blast out like those pictures with like really big fonts that like PFF and people like tweet out about like with like quotes on it. And there's a picture of Tua and it says he has all the tools to become the next Andy Dalton. Just like <laughs> a poster. It's the funniest thing in the world. But shout out tone setters. Sounds like my uh right down my alley might be putting in a job application as soon as I get fired from this podcast. <laughs> from your own podcast. <laughs> You're gonna give Listen, your board seat to Aaron, and we're gonna vote you out. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna like, <laughs> hey, we gotta, you know, inflation. Got to start making some cuts. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to let myself go. <laughs> Just couldn't get. Uh, he was tough to work with in the office uh, setting. You know, shut up late. Um, it's a business yeah. decision. I'm just not gonna. Yeah, I'm just. I just it wasn't a good fit. <laughs> not me. It's you. <laughs> but yeah so we will uh take another shot at it next week dude like i said i mean i gotta those beers are starting to get warm and by warm i mean warm Ice as cold. in my seat is getting hot because yeah that's gonna be fun though i got uh i got our jersey in the mail today so nice gonna be giving away a jersey um on our stream for when the loser uh, has to chug these 12 beers. So that's going to be fun. We're going to, it's going to be a good time uh, for everyone who, except for the person who has to drink the beers. Um, but yeah, dude. Uh, so let's get into the game's game. Um, we, it's going to be a little short this week because half the teams haven't played yet. <laughs> it's like, I think we have NFL football every day this week. So ah, yay. should be fun. <laughs> All right. Last Thursday, Chiefs 34, Chargers 28. I mean, the Chiefs are back. They're going to run it out. They're going to run it back. They're going to just win it out. I'm calling it. I called it a few weeks ago. I'm calling it. Need it's them to over. beat the Steelers next week for sure. Well, I don't have faith that the Steelers in their current form can outscore the Chiefs. So. <laughs> Titans are frauds, dude. We'll get to that game. Yeah, they suck. Good Actually, let's just go to that game. Titans 13, Steelers 19. Titans are frauds. Big frauds. Are you kidding me? Fraudulent. Yes. Was, uh, that was I, don't, I don't know how the Steelers won that game. Disgusting. I was disgusted. Horrible. Couldn't even couldn't even watch TV the rest of the day. A worse product than the Raiders Browns game. Oh, a worse hey. product than that. It was. We had some horrible. drama at the end. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, it was it was ugly all the way around. This the Titans had no receivers. Um, that seems like to be a theme for them all year, every year. Um, AJ Brown's always hurt. Julio Jones is always hurt. Um, Derrick Henry, hopefully he's going to make it back for the playoffs maybe for them. I don't know. That's what, that was, uh, that's, that's what's hot in the streets anyways. Um, Only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get, let's rewind Saturday night. The Colts 27 the Patriots 17 Colts take down the hottest team in the NFL. That's true, man. Carson Wentz was dog shit, but, uh, I don't know if there's a team playing better football right now than the Colts. Maybe Jonathan the Taylor, dude. The Good Colts God. are playing for the past – since the start of November, at least in the AFC, there's not a better team playing – there's not a team playing better football than the Colts right now. Is it sustainable into the playoffs? Ah, uh, you're going to need more than what you got out of Carson Wentz. But they say, if you could run the football in December January. They said that in 1995. <laughs> But they can run the football. My God. Yes. Like, dude, uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, should he be getting some MVP buzz? He should. He should. Looks like Aaron Rodgers is the loser at this point again, which if you listen to the pre preseason podcast, your boy called that. Uh, it's never too early for a victory lap, right? Uh, I mean, you've taken like three this episode, so I mean, might as well take a third. You know, Are you exhausted yet? It. I mean, yeah. When was the last shape. time you ran three laps? Uh, of what? <laughs> a victory at this point, right? That's the. That's, hey, that's... donuts are circles, and I've eaten three donuts in a sitting before recently. So, <laughs> it's, I'll take that. But man, the Colts—they're for real. They're for real. They are. Uh, they're a good team. They are 
threatening. Uh, I think they're tied with the Titans now, and they might have the tiebreaker. Over. No, no, they don't. But, um, but yeah, Colts might win that division. Um, all right, moving on. The Bills in the most comical game of the week, 31, Panthers 14. Dude, Matt, I, I, Matt Rule's got to go. Matt Rule's got to go. Did you see the video of them warming up kicker? Like just yes, having random people on the Zane team. Because Zane Gonzalez hurt himself pretty <laughs> 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 PJ Walker looked like all of us trying to kick a field goal. Like just, Oh, man. Just like he looked like the Charlie Brown. Speak of Charlie Brown's Christmas. Shout out. But um, <laughs> Shout out Charlie Brown. What up? Yeah. Well, <laughs> guys up, everywhere, what it do? <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it was a mess, but it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, Bill, Bill's uh, I don't know. What Josh Allen's not playing great football either, but I think I mean he's good enough to make three or four splash plays a game that's going to keep his team in front. And they're starting to find a run game. Buffalo is so they can make a run at the last second here. All that matters is who gets hot at the end. It does. You're right. And speaking of hot, two gigantic juggernauts of a team oh boy the houston Texans 30 against the jacksonville jaguars 16 i mean boy talk about drama talk about two extremely talented teams i mean it doesn't get better than this like this was the premier game they had the best team on it everyone was locked in i i would be shocked if they didn't do a great number on this I was going to ask when the last time a team has blown it up in back-to-back years, but then I forgot about the 2018-2019 the Browns. That's not that far. That's not that, not that long ago <laughs> that, that that's happened. So, uh, man, that entire staff at Jacksonville has got to go. No, those dudes are getting retained. <laughs> we, never got to talk about, we never got to talk about Urban. Guys- we didn't get to talk about Urban. Man, did you see his like statement he released afterwards where he's like, oh, I'm disappointed, I'm sad, blah, 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 blah. But then he like never took ownership of it it's just like he neglected all sorts of blame and it was like uh and it's like oh this is the guy who does something wrong and never learns a lesson yes me and urban meyer are the same no <laughs> do you see what his what do you see what his daughter said she's like basically yeah! said, hey we're coming for blood motherfuckers he's in the crosshairs of the woke mob <laughs> no like i am low-key a little scared dude women in columbus watch out nobody is safe you think my wife urban meyer the house Urban Meyer is coming for you. I hope he could, doesn't come back to Columbus. Isn't that? I mean, I, I'm at dude. He's king here. It's about the only place he can go. <laughs> uh, it's true. He might be coaching Ohio State if uh, Ryan Day leaves for the Bears. He's going to be like that guy who becomes the local drunk at a bar, except he's going to be the local drunk at his own bar in Columbus. It's like they're just, you're just going to go to Urban's bar and just see him slunched, like hunched over the bar every single day. We're going to see him on an episode of Bar Rescue in like three years. <laughs> Save me, John Taffer. That'd be amazing. It's time to open the books and open the back doors because Urban is coming in. <laughs> amazing. Enough butt talk. Let's uh, move on to... We didn't even talk about the Texans because there's nothing to talk about the Texans. So let's move on. No, no, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I mean, that's pretty much the only reason I even brought that game up is so we could talk about Urban Meyer. Um, Cowboys 21 Giants 6 Cowboys are another team that need to blow it up but apparently there is rumors that they might retain Joe Judge another season so I hope they do that they're shutting Danny Dimes down I don't know if you heard that I did uh, see that they might as well put him down because I don't know if that dude's ever going to play <laughs> it's not a good quarterback I would definitely uh, want to see him play I don't know why they would do that I was like oh you guys are like they're they're treating him like he's like you know, like uh, Trevor Lawrence or something. Like, they're so sure he's, like, their future starting quarterback. Like, uh, okay. It's been three years, man. Give it a rest. Four years? It's three. three. Yeah, yeah. It's three. And uh, next year, they're talking about his contract extension, but uh, don't know if they're going to give him that fifth-year option. Why One thing out on him is that he um, – yeah, they're treating him like, you know – if he's one of those guys that can come in and save a franchise or whatever, they put all these pieces around him. He's still what top 15 at best. Maybe. Yeah. Are we talking about Daniel Jones? Or are we talking about Baker? No, Daniel Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. I, 
<laughs> Lions 30, Arizona <laughs> Cardinals 12. <laughs> Cardinals are also frauds. Oh, man, you uh, – Dude, yeah. Ooh, you went there. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cardinals are also frauds. Dude, I love Dan Campbell. I fucking love Dan Campbell. That team is – that roster is horrible, but they play so hard for that dude. I just – I didn't even believe that like what was happening right before my like jared goff is like just throwing dimes to dudes who i've never even heard of like i had to look up like it's this was this was the craziest score of the weekend like cardinals like talk about falling apart like these dudes were like seven and oh at one point thought they were gonna be like a, a the first 17 win team like jesus yeah it all started I, when Cliff Kingsbury said he was taking the Oklahoma or he had interest from Oklahoma. <laughs> which is really just him trying to get a new contract from the Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> but man, yeah, I, I don't think Cliff is just a very good play caller. I don't think he's a very good offensive mind. Uh, that defense. Not as hell, was, though. Okay. Ryan Gosling lovers over here. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> That defense dropped off too. They were really good at the beginning of the season. They've kind of lost some steam. Um, I don't see them making a, a great push in the playoffs. But again, you never know. It's always who gets hotter. So at the end, so I don't know. Statistically, they should do really well. Statistically, they should do well. The Cardinals losing to the Lions, they have the best record in the NFL. It's only the third time ever that the best record team has lost to the worst record team. The other two teams were the 04 Patriots, the 95 Cowboys. Both of those teams won the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, shit. what? Now that's what I'm fucking talking about, Aaron. Way to bring the heat, baby. Let's go. So history possibly in the making. Who knows? Hey, I mean, I don't want to see the Cardinals win the Super Bowl. I just really like the stat. I think Kyler Murray would be the shortest quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl. Yeah, like probably. That's a, probably a pretty good bet. First baseball player to ever win the Super Bowl? Uh, I feel like, no, Tom Brady. Russell got Wilson? Russell Wilson. Yeah, there's been a couple quarterbacks who've been drafted by the MLB before. All right, well, see, that's why I'm not the stat guy, because I just fucked it up. Because right. you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Dolphins 31, <laughs> Jets 24. Hey, I was scared there about my survivor pick for a little bit, but they pulled it out. They pulled it was it out. tight. Got it a little tight. dicey. It was but <laughs> Duke Johnson, resurgence. Oh, yeah. Two tutties. Four and a half yards of carry. Duke. Welcome back. Hey, you know, some of us never lost faith. Angles 15, Broncos 10. Oh, man. Teddy Bridgewater. The Browns Browns season may have not died tonight, but someone who did was Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I think the Broncos uh, are done, too, now, especially since they got to play Drew Locke the rest of the way out. That dude has the the worst mechanics I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, that's not true. Not my entire life. I've watched some pretty bad quarterbacks. That dude's in year three and has not improved his mechanics, has not improved his game at all. That dude's missing layups. (laughs) He's too busy stunting on these hoes, doing the TikTok dances. Yeah. Him and Jackson Mahomes are going to be best friends here soon. Oh, yeah. We didn't get to talk about that either. That sucks. Jesus, <laughs> I saw like a meme. It was like uh, Patrick Mahomes really has to go home to this, and it's like a picture of like his wife, who's also extremely obnoxious, and his brother. And it's just like, oh, it's so funny. I'm I'm here for all the Jackson Mahomes, uh, Brittany Mahomes slander. He can't have it all, right? No, no, he's got the biggest contract in NFL history. He's got to lose somewhere else. Forty Niners, thirty one. Falcons 13. The Niners are making a little push here. Yeah. Niners are doing some things. Uh yeah. The, we people were questioning like calling for Kyle Shanahan's job like a month ago. They're calling him firmly. Mark Tressman and Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> They're firmly in the uh in the playoff. They, they are. Like it's happening. Joey Bo- or sacks. Nick Bosa's got 15 sacks on the season. Everybody's got 15 sacks. They're the they're the five seed right now. Come oh, on, it's six uh, seed, six seed in the NFC right now. They're doing good things. Doing great things. Yeah. Uh, they have a. Uh, I think they got a couple th- tough games going down the stretch, but 
I don't know. The NFC is weird, man. At least I know the AFC, everybody sucks, right? Everybody's good. But I don't know what the hell is going on in the NFC. <clears throat> Packers yeah. helping out the Browns. Packers 31, Ravens 30. Tyler Huntley looks like something. Looks like a dude. He, he definitely does look like a dude. Although he's one of those guys that like, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. I guess Ryan Fitzpatrick's made a lot of money in his career. He could be in that like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown kind of mold. Dudes who spot start, get paid, you know, be bridge quarterbacks, make a lot of money. But really it's just like, oh, they're really good for a few weeks. And then they play like absolute shit for a few weeks. Oh, they're really good for a few weeks. And then they play like a terrible quarterback the next few games. Uh, that could be the, the Huntley trajectory trajectory but good for him for a guy who didn't get drafted to you know potentially putting himself in that category that'd be dope yeah i mean we were talking they were talking about nick molds that kind of way like a couple years ago it's just kind of those guys who you'd really just need to see more a more of a bigger sample size because just once people actually figure him out is he like i mean i'm out there watching him thinking like this dude looks runs just like lamar jackson like if I didn't know Lamar Jackson was hurt, I would think that was him. And it's just like, okay, but can you, you know, can you do it for a full season? Can you win an MVP? That type of thing. But his arm's yeah, also a noodle. So that's a big difference too, is that his arm is just a pool noodle. But hey, he did some good things. He did. And uh the uh he also like started a civil war between the analytics. Uh, group and the uh, football group, which was there's always a war always a good time. <laughs> I'm so tired. Always a good of it. time. It's not that hard. You go for two. You probably you probably win the game. You kick the field goal. You bet against your defense that extre- is extremely hurt to stop Aaron Rodgers, or you bet against you bet that Tyler Huntley. If you win the toss, you're betting on a coin toss pretty much. And if you win the toss, you're betting that Tyler Huntley can go score a touchdown. In overtime, right, and that's uh, and that is for sure, definitely. I would, I would go for the win too. I mean, it's just you're, yeah, yeah. You said it. I don't need to add anything to it. You said it. I agree. <clears throat> Saints nine, Buccaneers zero. What the hell is going on, dude? There is not a player in this league that I love more than Chauncey Gardner Johnson. He is Weird, the biggest troll, the biggest troll of any NFL player. Do you see him getting Tom Brady's face yesterday where Tom Brady was just kind of smiling at him? Um, I didn't. I saw Tom oh, Brady. Uh, He's unbelievable. Sean Payton's face. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, Tom Brady broke a tablet as well. And then Chauncey Gardner-Johnson tweeted today that at Microsoft and at Surface Pro uh, asking if he could get a, a, free, um, a free tablet because he wanted to give one away for a friend for Christmas. <laughs> He's talking about Tom Brady, but this dude's amazing. I love Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Uh, the Bucks, man, they lost Chris Godwin for the rest of the season. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. That dude does Mike, a lot for that offense. Mike Evans is hurt. Antonio Brown is still printing off COVID vaccine cards. <laughs> Leonard Fournette is hurt. Like it's uh not the time. This is when you want to be getting healthy. This is not when you want to be losing guys. But. Yeah, those are the, the Saints just have the Bucks number in the regular season, man. It's weird. If I have to, I don't. I'm tired of freaking watching Taysom Hill on my TV, though. I don't <laughs> want to see that dude. If I see that pu- dude in public, I'm not going to do anything. But I would like to. If, if I I'm going to do person. anything. <laughs> if I were not a good person, man, it's fade on sight. It's not fade on sight, but it's fade on sight. <laughs> There's only I've never seen a team patronize a 31 year old quarterback like he's a 22 year old rookie who just needs time to develop. <laughs> the dude's 31 years old isn't he only in like his like fourth or fifth yes. year though yes <laughs> it's been way too all much those time BYU to dudes top, are brother. Old. <laughs> all those byu dudes are super old because they all go on their mission trips the, like their two-year mission trips and then come back yeah they make them like go find like a fucking golden egg and like the pyramids of peru before they're allowed to like play something football. like that yeah yeah something like that <laughs> They've never known the love of a woman until they're like 26. And then they've known the love of like seven different women. The same time span. I'm actually low-key kind of jealous. Maybe I need to look into that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll probably just end it on that. Aaron. Actually, Aaron, I'm not. I don't want that stat right now because it's already been a bad night. And um, 
We don't need to. We'll do it next time. Okay. All right. <laughs> just cut You're off, lost. man. <laughs> You're going to give us, Aaron was going to give us a, a hate to see it stat, which was just going to bum us out. And honestly, I don't, I don't want that. No, right. actually, this one you actually might like. I'll take it back. It should bum you out. It's supposed to bum you out. This one you might like. Ben Roethlisberger is undefeated in home games that happened directly after a live action movie starring Spider-Man is released. 2004, 2007, 2012, 2014, 2017, 2019, and 21. Spider-Man this is movie narrative comes out. Ben Spider-Man Rock movie comes out. <laughs> Spider-Man movie comes out. Big Ben's winning. Interesting. All right. So basically, we need to the collapse of the Spider-Man franchise. Well, there's been about eight of them, so one could argue. I saw they're coming out with like three more too, so we're gonna have to figure out how we could stop that. Either that or. I mean, I'm not going to say that something terrible should happen to Big Ben on these airwaves, but something absolutely awful should happen to Big Ben. That dude's a self-catastrophizing disaster at this point in his career anyway. Oh, my God. Just, just let him like live. Let him live the rest of his life out peacefully. You just <laughs> said, like, two giant words, Corey. I'm so impressed. Self-catastrophizing? I, yeah, that was pretty That's big. actually one word with a hyphen, and self isn't even that big of a word. In itself. Yeah, and I have no idea what it means, so. Okay. I don't have the energy to explain it. It's been a long day. That's why you make more money than I do on this podcast. I don't think we've made any money on this podcast. Exactly. I've made Step it up, anchor. <laughs> you stopped reading those fake ads for a little while. It's because nobody generating any, any buzz. If you're listening to this podcast and you own a small business, let us know. Hey, I'm wearing a GV artwork t-shirt right now. Sponsors, baby. What's up? Tag them in this. They won't. They won't care. They won't say anything. But all right. Uh, that does it for us on this funeral Monday. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll be in better spirits on Thursday. I feel like I'll be all the way sucked back in on Thursday, Corey. So uh, you haven't. It will be in the Christmas spirit. It'll be Christmas Eve. It will. Oh, no, Friday's Christmas Eve. Yeah, Friday's good. Never mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a little Christmas fun yeah. on Thursday. Watch Home Alone before you record, before we record. All right, and then get back to me. That's your go-to one? Okay, we'll get into that on. We'll get into that on Thursday. Okay. But yeah, if you haven't subscribed, please, please, for the love of God, subscribe, rate, and review. I'm not even asking you more. I'm telling you to do it. Please. You filthy animals. For Corey, for Aaron, for myself, we will talk to you guys on Thursday. This is Nothing Rhymes with Orange.